Yo, I'm Chad. Mrs. Eric. And together we are. Gambling! Oh my god. <laughs> so, welcome everybody. We're the Jumpman Podcast. We're a weekly video game slash movie slash comic slash whatever the F we feel like podcast. Yeah, like my butt. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, one time we just talked about Eric's anus for, like, I don't know, a whole episode. It was crazy. It is spectacular. <laughs> I heard Marvel is uh, propositioning you, uh, the the spectacular anus man. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. It's like Marvel uh, Marvel 3. Yeah, it's going to be part of their ultimate storyline. <laughs> ultimate ass. So, in, in the ultimate universe, anything can happen. I mean, it's not just regular anus. It's just like, yeah. it, it butts incredible. Yeah. So, later on in this episode, I'm going to give you two reviews. One of X-Men, Days of Future Past movie. Oh. And the other one is A Million Ways to Die in the West movie. Oh, one of those movies I would actually go see. Yes. So, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm curious about one of them. Yeah. <laughs> But first, let me tell you, dude, I waited in line for a video game. For me, that was like, like I haven't, I haven't been so, I haven't been this excited about a video game in, in years, in ages, and I, and I felt like, uh, as an ex-hardcore gamer, that like I fell off the boat. You know, I yep. turned, I turned thirty, and, and just it, you just you have a kid, you have no time to play video games, and it just becomes less of priority. You know, you kind of, like, start getting into comics and other things. And, you know, you kind of look back at the hardcore community, like, what a bunch of freaking teenagers and kids, and why do I even want to bother? Oh, so, that was it. That was, tell us how you really feel. Well, well, I, I mean, no, no, that's how I really feel. And I know, uh, I'm joking. I'm like, shit, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, um, but, you know, that's what happens when that's just, just what happens and it happens to everybody and it happened to the atari generation and now it's happening to the 8-bit generation uh but i'm still playing i'm still playing every day so anyway so i waited in line for mario kart 8 at nintendo world in manhattan and uh i did this because i um i was misled <laughs> by the internet into thinking that that was the only way i could get um the wii u mario kart 8 bundle because the day that uh news went around Everybody was saying, yo, Nintendo World's the only place you can get the Mario Kart 8 bundles. I was like, oh, crap. I'm gonna, I'm just going to go. And uh, so I plunked on my 50 bucks, you know, to pre-order the console and the games. I hadn't had the console yet. And um, stood in line for three hours <laughs> with, a bunch of kid, with a bunch of parents who had their babies there, which, oh, my God, dude. Wow. Like, you have to, you have to like, try and not judge other parents. When you're out and about, but it was cold, and it was like we were there from seven to nine thirty to ten, and the kids were crying, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is driving me insane!" Because once you have a kid, it's like any kid's cries just like makes you like, 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 like panic mode. Like, all right, what can I do? What's wrong? How can I fix this? You know? I'm just thinking, shut up, kid. <laughs> that too, that too, that too. And there were a bunch of, of course, we were really close to uh, Rockefeller Center and, you know, where the Rockettes perform, Radio City Music Hall, and Times Square is pretty close. So all these tourists were coming over and they're like, excuse me, uh, what is the line for? And you're every like, blow jobs. It's the line <laughs> for blow jobs. It starts behind me. Every, every time, yeah, you get sloppy seconds. Yeah. Uh, every time that I told them, oh, it's for a video game, they laughed in my face. 
every like 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 all conceit went out the window and they're just like ha ha no seriously seriously what's the line for it's a video game well, what would have what would have been a better answer a really fucking stupid broadway musical yeah. oh fact respect uh knockoff t-shirts okay yeah uh, some fucking tall building you're gonna get your picture on the observation <laughs> deck for oh you got me that's way better than mario kart only the fucking greatest video game of all time tied with Star Wars Battlefront, but go ahead and laugh, tourists, before I rob you. That's right, I'm a robber. I don't look like one, but I rob. And then I use the money to pay for the video game that I'm in line for. That's what you should have said. I, I should have just said, we got cutters over here, cutters! Yeah. Yeah, that's what, and, and everybody would have passive-aggressively stared so hard at them. And that would have made them, I don't know, feel ashamed or something. No, it was weird. After a while, like, I, I really thought about it. And I was like, all right, the next person who asked me, I'm, I'm going to tell them exactly why everybody's in line in a way that makes sense. So, I, so the next person that asked me, I was like, okay, okay, all right. We're standing in line for a video game. It's the next Mario Kart. He doesn't know what Mario Kart is. Okay, all right. Um, uh, there's this exclusive thing, this limited edition version of the game that comes with a trophy. You can only get it here in North America. This is the only place to get it, and everybody who's in line here, who's not a hardcore fan, is going to immediately going uh, to sell it on eBay uh, at a three, at like a three hundred percent markup. Uh, I still think you should have won blowjobs. Like, yeah, I heard, the, I heard they're really good. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Phil's aim is giving him out. You know, like Philly has their cheesesteaks, New York City has their blowjobs. <laughs> it's authentic. You gotta get in line too. Something tells me that the New York blowjob with air air quotes happening would be like intensely quick and over because we got places to go and people to see. And then they'd be really rude to you too. <laughs> Unless you're asking for directions and then they'd tell you where. They'd yeah. tell you where to go. So I've been All right, playing so it. Get to the fucking game. What? That's a story. Oh, no, uh, get to the game. So Mario Kart 8, our favorite game, as we decreed, the greatest yeah. game in the world yeah. is Mario Kart Wii. And it's killing me that I'm not playing the new one until next weekend. It's been it's been out for like two, two days. Two and a half days. Yeah. And I can't play it until next weekend and I'm dying inside. Yeah, I know, dude. And I feel I feel your pain. But I, I suffered. I suffered so I could get this thing. So I feel like uh, I've just been vegging out and playing nonstop. Whenever my kid's down for a nap, boom, I'm there. You know, he was sort of going down. He wasn't really tired enough tonight. And, like, I don't care. So first, first race. First race, what was it? What was the course called? I don't have that information. What? <laughs> All right. First guy you played with. Who was your I, racer? I, I had to go with my, my standard was Bowser. You know, right. like, I play the heavies because they're the fastest. They have the fastest top speed. But get this. Before I even got to the race, you're presented with not just a character select screen, but you can uh, you can select like a variation of different things that adapt your cart for different situations. Mm. So you you pick the frame of the cart, and uh, if you press the uh, the plus button, you can actually see on any screen you can see the um, it gives you all the stats like speed, handling, like uh, it's all there. Even if you're doing verses online, doesn't matter. Really? Okay. Yep. So that's a huge improvement. You can only see that in single player before. Yeah. So you get to pick the frame of your cart, the wheels, and the, um, like Mario Kart 7 introduced this kind of glide system where mm -hmm. like occasionally you get like a parachute or something. You can pick different parachutes. 
And, like, mm. the, the last one's more just, like, eh, for shits or whatever. But, like, you can so customize the, like, which frame you're picking of the car and, like, the wheels to create, like, something. And, and each character has their own stat that kind of uh, carries over, too. Like, the babies, their speed sucks, but their handling is naturally really good. Mm-hmm. Just like previous Mario Karts. And, like, the bigger, fatter characters, they have top speed, but they suck at turning. It's the same thing. So, I've been, oh, my God. I've I, I just been, like... Every second, I'm like, oh, my God, which character do I pick? Like, uh, how do I get the perfect top speed? And, dude, I got to tell you, that the the, uh, the control is not the same. It's not really? the same. And it's taken me two days to to uh, to kind of acclimate myself to it. But at first, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because uh, gone are the days of manual and automatic. It's gone. Right. It's just Good. gone. Good. So it's just automatic? Yeah. Well, it's both, actually. It's both. It's built in. So you can just, um, you can play just automatic where you're just like steering to the left and to the right. And after a second of holding hard left or right, your character makes like a bank turn, like like a harder turn. Uh-huh. So it's a lot easier to get around, if you have a heavy character, to get around these hard uh, turns, like 90 degree turns. Okay. But at the same time, uh, if you want to do to go manual and blue sparks to gold sparks uh, to get like a turbo, you can totally mm-hmm. do it at any time. So it's like you get the best of both worlds. Mm. So it's it's taken me a couple of days, but finally I feel like all right, I have a good. If you have like a heavy character or you're going for more uh, more automatic uh, mode, you just have to like hit the turn like uh, you have to steer into the turn uh, like a second before you're actually going to turn. Okay. So it's this weird new dynamic, but I felt like today and last night I finally got like, all right, I can turn now because my God, for like a day I was like, ah, do I use the new system? Do I go back to the blue sparks? I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And it was it was weird, but after I figured it out, I'm like, all right, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And so check this out. Overall, and this is like the non-spoiler. I'm not going to get into it too much uh, podcast because we're going to talk about it once you've played. Yeah. So this is just first impressions. Uh, it's way easier of a game, way easier. One, really? yeah, one of the I think I'm just thinking like all the gripes that we ever had, like all the advantages that I had was that like I could get good at the at the uh, races that were really hard, like Rainbow Road. Right. And when I got up, went up against you guys, and you guys were talented, you and Jared, um, that would be like my huge advantage because I'm good at the hard tracks. But I'm telling you, there are two Rainbow Roads uh-huh. in this, and they're both like medium to easy really all the tracks have kind of been like not like dumbed down but like uh you know it's just more family friendly so there isn't any one track that will really like grind your gears Hmm. you know so it's more about like just having fun flying through the you know the fun course at a nice leisurely pace and it's about like the battles that happen in between the characters more now than like the course is gonna f you over Mm mm-hmm and uh, let's see things that are way better oh my god dude so you will probably never taste the lava in a lava level because the um the little dude on the cloud with a fishing pole yep i forget his name escapes me he will snatch you up if you fall off the track almost immediately and set you down oh so you don't lose like 15 seconds yes and you fall off anymore yes so so gone is oh my god i just fell off this track that was like like the grumble volcano where it's like the pieces of the track are falling off and you get screwed. You lose so much time and your speed. Uh, that's oh, yeah. gone. Or, 
or Rainbow Road, you fall off into space and it lets you fall forever before it finally <laughs> was like, all right, you're not coming back. Let's start you over. Yep, you don't you don't achieve terminal velocity this time. The guy's nice. just like whoop and scoops you right back on. Oh, that's good. I mean, you may still fall off the track, but it is not. Ne- neither Rainbow Roads are insanely like loopy and and hard like the old ones were. So would you say if you get fucked by like a turtle shell or something, that's a longer time to start moving again? It's uh, you or know, a comparable or it's comparable. It's comparable. Yeah. I st- I haven't figured out yet because I'm not looking at any online guides because you know the joy of discovery is like half the reason to, to play. Right. So uh, I haven't figured out exactly how to get like a turbo boost from getting um, thrown off the track. Maybe there isn't one mm-hmm. because of this new uh, you know you. you because you, you don't lose any more time. Because I'm hitting gas as soon as I touch the ground, like in Mario Kart Wii, and it's not giving me the turbo boost. Well, and I think one cool thing is you don't know where any of the secret passages are on the on the courses. Because I'm sure every course has one shortcut. It's insane, man. Like today, I was playing one of the one of the ice uh, races, and you're plowing through. And actually, there's like there's not just one secret passage. There's like two or three different ways to navigate each course. Mm. Some are more blatant than others where you're literally split to the left and to the right and you don't see everybody. Sometimes mm. it's like it's like if you accidentally fall off the course, there's like an underwater passage that you race through and uh, and the secret passage is like way up on the wall on the left side. One of the best features is um oh and by the way, um Moonrise Highway. Yep. It's back. Oh shit. But it, it's it's not the same course. It's called like Toad's Turnpike. Yeah. And most of the traffic is going with you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like that's another case of like it's way easier than it was before. So are the cars faster than you? No. No, oh. you're just like you're cruising around the cars, but like um, at 50 cc there are no cars going against you, and I think at 100 and 150 there's some like on one on the the far right lane has traffic going against you, but like everything else it's just you could just cruise up there and or cruise on the walls. Mm. So, like I said, it's easier and it's just a lot more fun just to, to race. No more bomb cars. No more, um, you know, uh, like cars flattening you that's gone. You just get, like, like hit the car and, like, you know, you're, you're screwed up for a little while. Mm. All right. So there are a lot of improvements. And the blue shell, the mighty blue shell, a.k.a. the spiny shell... Uh, is is no longer as feared. Oh. AKA the first place killer. Yeah, that's what we call it. Uh, there's a new item. It's like it's like it's like that little horn that the DJs play on the Spanish stations. It goes wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That thing can kill any anything around you, including shells, including the mighty first place killer. Oh, okay. So if you're in first place you actually have so you don't get fucked on three times with the blue turtle shell in one race until you finally come in second. Yeah, and you're not and you're not going to get it every single time that you're in first place. Right. Um oh, especially because one of the big changes is you can't bank weapons anymore. Oh, really can't hold you can't hold one and have one? Nope, you can only just hold it. So it's mm-hmm. like if you pick up a turtle shell and you hold the weapon button to hold it behind you, you can't pick up another weapon and kind of bank it up in the corner. So you can oh, okay. immediately so so you can only use that one weapon. So that's kind of changed. Well, what if you have the three turtle shells circling around you? Could you pick up another weapon then? Nope. Oh, all I, right. I, I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think so on that one. I'm not sure exactly. Okay. But that, that's the whole thing. Is that I've been feeling the vibe is you can't bank weapons anymore. 
Mm. I've, I've been trying to hold, you know, sometimes you could hold the, uh, when you have three turtle shells circling around you, you could, yeah. ho- you could like hold the last one behind you as defense. Right. So you, you can't do that in this time. Like if they're circling around you, there's all, you can only fire them. Uh, let's see. It's really easy to unlock characters, dude. All you have to do is come in first place overall in uh, Grand Prix. Oh, good. Every time I come in overall first place, boom, new character. Oh, good, because like, the worst part of getting a new character is when you have to like win time trials. Ugh. I hate time trials. I don't know how many... like, uh, I've almost gotten all of the um, 100cc and 50cc uh, Grand Prix beaten. Mm-hmm. And 150cc just kicks my ass. Uh, so I've got a lot. I've got a lot of those to go. But it seems like every single time you get like a stamp if you get like all first place. Mm-hmm. But usually you just you're just collecting coins to unlock new uh, new cart frames or wheels or um, hang gliders and or new characters. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's really it's like way more fun. So I think like my first impression of this game is like emphasis on just having fun, less emphasis on like hardcore neck bearding. You know where you have to be like the the infinite best at this game in order to like unlock the best character. I don't know. Okay, so give me two mini spoilers here. Are there crabs that pinch your nuts, and are there <laughs> and are there ducks that fuck you up? Dude, the, yes, but they're not as evil. Yes, the bolt. There's crabs that pinch your nuts, and there's ducks that fuck you up. Uh, instead of ducks, there's like other creatures. Like there's like big shy guys skating around. There's like cre- there's a bunch of different creatures. Uh, just like Mario Kart Wii that are just around, including the crabs, the pincher nuts. But yeah. the crabs don't zigzag in the random pattern right directly in front of you, right in your way. Mm, so okay. maybe if you, you know, if somebody knocks you into a crab, they're going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. But they're they're kind of more like the cows in Moo Moo Meadows. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, there's, there's, there's only two uh, courses from Mario Kart Wii that carried over to this game. Only two. Only two. So more. So the but there's a, so most of them are like the classic sixty four and Super Nintendo courses. It's like uh, it's half and half. There's half all new courses, mm-hmm. and then there's half like remixed courses from like Days of Yore. But what are the What are the two from Mario Kart Wii that made it? It's uh, Moo Moo Meadows, which is yeah, yeah. essentially the same, except the greatest thing is um you know the little moles that trip you up in the third third uh, act of that race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the little uh, dirt trails that they leave behind, you can totally do a jump turbo off them now. Okay. Yeah, so that's a huge improvement. Otherwise, it's the same exact. And, uh, God, I forget the, the second one, but it's something that you're... might even be like uh, like Wario Stadium or something. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's tracks that are comparable, comparable. You're like, okay, this is the ice track. All right, this is the uh, I'm on the water track. You know, what this about, is the factory uh, stage. What about DK Summit? No more DK Summit. Ah. Uh, no more go. Well, you would love this. No more uh, ghost ghost track. Yeah, fuck that ghost track. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. It was just really hard. Like everyone got so frustrated just trying to get through that stage. There's no track that will make you feel like like I can't even finish this because it's too hard. Well, the so. co- the the course I hated the most mm-hmm. is the minecart. Yep, gone is the minecart. Yeah, but fuck you minecart and your stupid bats. But there's me off. <laughs> but it's like as you'll see, there's a there is a minecart stage 
and there are minecarts on the stage, but it's way easier to get around them. Oh, oh I, I should say uh, the minecarts aren't on that stage. They're on like a. Um, it's it's like the you remember like the European town, and you're kind of on the docks and racing through the streets. Oh, that's my fucking best course. I always win that. Yeah. So there's a one. There's one that's like that, except there's like trolleys, but the trolleys, uh, which which carry boxes in the behind them, are really easy to get around. They're bigger, they're slower, and they're way easier to predict. Yeah, nine times out of ten, I win Delfino Square. Yeah. Like, I always win that one. So, I I foresee, Eric, see, like, it's taking me two days to kind of acclimate to this game, but my natural advantage, picking the heavy and just being good at the hard courses, is totally gone, because this game has leveled the playing field for, like, all experience levels, you know? People who can do manuals, people who, you know, just hold the uh, the steering wheel and do automatic. Like, gone are those days, and they've kind of leveled the playing field to where everybody can have a good time. Nice. Yeah, so first impressions, this game is everything. Oh, and I didn't even tell you, the new uh, the new weapons. Mm. I mean, I just briefly, briefly, the new weapons. There's a fire flower, which is the tits, because Wait, you can... we're talking like the old school... Throwing fireballs? Yep. Bloop, 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 yeah, that's my favorite power-up. It's so satisfying. When you get that, you're like, yes, because you have it for a certain amount of time. So it's just as soon as I get it, as soon as, as and like the instant I get it, I'm like, boom, fireballs everywhere. Ah, it's so good. Let's see. Fuck yeah, I love firepower. There's there's a boomerang that's that's like, I'm still kind of getting used to it. I haven't used it that many times. Boomerang's okay. You can use it three times. So you shoot ahead, and then it comes back to you, which mm-hmm. is cool. There's also a um, – oh, God, I'm, I'm forgetting a couple now. Those Oh, there's there's like a piranha plant. So, uh, like, there's a, a piranha plant grows in the front of your car, and it'll eat racers next to you, like bite them. Oh, it, man. It sounds amazing. It sounds yeah. like the best new weapons ever. They're great. And guess what? It'll also eat, like, bananas and uh, monsters. Anything that's around you that could possibly hurt you, it bites uh, them. So good, man. Yeah. I want to just get that and just fuck people up. <laughs> I always try and, like, hit people off the course. And I was just piranha plant them. Yep. Oh. It's so awesome. So um, there's one There's one bad one, which is, you remember the cloud? Yeah. Oh, the worst, yeah. The worst power up in the world was this cloud that would go, Wah-ah. and uh, after like five seconds of having the cloud, it would zap you, just you, with some lightning, and you'd be shrunk. Yeah, it gave you AIDS. Yeah, and but if you if you hit somebody else with your cart, then it gave the cloud to them. So it's like hot potato. Uh, the cloud is gone. Yeah. No more cloud. But in place of the cloud is now the most useless power up of all time: the coin. Coin. The coins. So in the regular game, you collect coins to unlock new bits of customization on your uh, machines, okay. you know, on your carts. So basically at any time, but especially if you're in first place, you run through a question block and you get a coin. And you push the weapon button, it goes, ba-ding, and you get one coin added to your little coin meter on the bottom. And you can get a maximum of 10 coins during the race. If you get hit, you lose coins like Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you finish the race with like ten coins, then it goes towards customizing your your vehicles. But oh, it, it, it's, so it's not even like crash racing where if you got ten apples, it boosted your speed. I'm not sure because saying crash crash it would boost your weapon potency. Nah, it's it's not as blatant as that. I'm not sure if it boosts your speed. I have to, I would have to check an FAQ, but it sure as frick doesn't feel like it. 
Um. So it's it, uh, from first impressions, totally useless. But the most insane weapon of all time, because all, uh, all the rest of the weapons carried over. The most insane weapon is oh anyway, and no more um, booby trap question blocks. Those are gone. Thank Good. goodness. Those suck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this new weapon called the Crazy Eight, which is basically uh, once you get it, it's like it's insane. Uh, it's rare. Like I've seen, I've seen more bullets than I have this Crazy Eight. But uh, once you get it, every single power up in the game appears around your cart, circling you like you're some kind of golden god, and you can use every single one like in a row. Or, or you can just use them one at a time. So whenever I'm in like the front, and all of a sudden we get hit with uh, like everything, like mm-hmm. lightning bolts, the octopus squirts, uh, which is really bad this time. Next time around, the octopus screws you. Uh. Um, yeah, everything. I'm like, all right, somebody got a crazy eight because you could just hear it happening. It's so cool. And it just. Go. You get to use everything once, or just a time thing. Once. So, like, while they're spinning around you, whatever you, whatever is directly in front of you, cart when you hit the weapon button, that's what you'll use. Okay. So it's it's crazy and also really cool. Okay. Yeah. So overall, emphasis on fun. Uh, I'm like I'm sure like the hardcore community, it's more about just like racing and screwing each other, but with the appropriate amount of weapon usage you can totally mitigate most threats. So, it's really cool. Nice. Alright, end of review. Oh, I'm looking forward to that next weekend. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to play you guys. Yeah. You gotta, you have to <laughs> help Jared to accept or uh, to figure out his Nintendo Network ID so you can, so we can play. Yes, for sure. That's your mission. And then we have to hope to convince our brother, our other brother over in Europe to buy one so we can play it when we go visit him. Absolutely, dude. So, get on him for that. Yeah, dude, uh, that's a great idea. I'll tell him. I'll tell him, dude. I, I we will bring the Wiimotes. Just yes. have the game, man. Will the Wiimotes work in Europe? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> they should, yeah. right? All right, to research this shit. All right, find out. Find out what we need to bring and what he needs to bring, because we need to play that all for a week. Hell yeah! That's all I want to do. I'm gonna skip his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, good call." Yeah, definitely. All right, so I saw two movies this weekend. Okay. So X-Men, Days of Future Past, and I saw a Seth MacFarlane's One Million Ways to Die in the West. And and over here in New York City, there is a ton of of uh, Seth MacFarlane posters in the subways yeah. everywhere. I don't see much um, Days of Future Past uh, billboards. Well, that's because that one sells itself. Yeah, and everybody's been saying how it's the greatest... Not only the greatest X-Men movie, but one of the greatest superhero movies. Well, let's see. We've got... What the, if you count the Wolverine movies, I guess this would be like the sixth X-Men movie, or seventh now, seven. Yeah. So, seven X-Men movies. Out of all of them, yeah, this is pretty damn good. Mm. Like, uh, I've gotten to a point now, I mean, and again, love X-Men, collected the comics as a kid... I've gotten to a point now where I'll never watch the original three X-Men movies again. Good. They sucked. <laughs> I mean, they sucked. You, you you tried to make them not suck in your mind as you watched them because they had the X-Men in them, but they just weren't that good. Yeah. I mean, especially the first one. The first one was really bad. And um, 
The second one, everyone says, is the best. And, you know, that is pretty good. But, you know, Nightcrawler fucking kicks ass in the beginning, and eh, it just kind of goes downhill a little bit after that. Yeah, uh, I, I think people say two is the best because it's not one and it's not three. Yeah, probably. And then uh, the third one was okay, but it did a lot of stupid shit in it. Um, uh, Wolverine's origin wasn't that good. X-Men First Class was uh, entertaining, but it's not one of those movies you just want to watch over and over again. So yeah. I liked I liked it, and I appreciated what they did, but it's not just ones like, oh, yeah, let's pop that one in. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past is pretty good because... Okay. It's just like the comics. Anyone didn't read the comics. There's X-Men in the future. The world really sucks. Worse than it does in present day, as any X-Men will tell you. It sucks in present day. <laughs> but it sucks even worse in the future because most of them have been massacred by Sentinels. And so they send one person back to uh, the present day to try and rewrite history. And in this case, it is Wolverine. Right. They send their biggest star. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, that usually bothers me in the other movies is is Wolverine. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like the fucking main star, and it bothers me. One thing that they fixed a little bit is in this one, he only gets 25%. They mm. evenly distribute it. They get uh, young Charles Xavier, 25% of the screen time, young Magneto, 25%, young Mystique, and Wolverine, who was old and is now in his young body. Okay. So they each get about 25%, which makes the movie way more enjoyable than if it was Wolverine 75 right. and everyone else 25. Wolverine and the days of future past. Yeah, so you can appreciate it now that Wolverine is not always the most important person on the screen, and it's not all about his fucking learning about his past <laughs> or dealing with his infatuation with Gene Grey yeah. or being in Japan. You know, it's like Wolverine's <laughs> there and he's important, but he's not like end-all, be-all. You know, like, you know, he is a kind of like coach professor x a little bit right but thankfully it's not just about it's not a wolverine self-discovery vehicle that's good they actually skip most of that shit hooray yeah so i appreciate that um magneto's cool in it uh mystique they they twist the storyline to make her very 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 important hmm. to the storyline okay so you can you just have to kind of go with it it's all like right. eh, whatever oh, all right okay you know, they they found a, a plausible way to make her the linchpin of what will either fuck the future or fix it. Okay. And uh, overall, there's a lot of X-Men. There's a lot of mutant powers in it. Um, as anyone that is familiar, and, and X-Men's been out for two weeks now, so I can do some mini-spoilers. It's been out for two weeks. If you were a fan, you would have seen it. And if not, I can give you a couple mini-spoilers to help you decide if you're still going to see it. In the comic book, most of the X-Men in the future get killed. Yes. In the movies, we see a lot of X-Men die, brother. Yes. You know what? Good. It's actually it's actually sad. Oh no. Like it actually, you know what? It's hard to watch them die. Really? It really is. I don't maybe because of the way some of them go, it yeah. ain't pretty. Oh. I'm going to spoil one for you. I mean, I, I know they all get brutally. I mean, as they should, the the uh the they're retconning the universe to go with like the new actors, so the old actors have to have a death scene, you know? Well, and the good thing about the future is uh, you can kill everyone in the future as long as you change the past. It didn't count. You That's know, that right. Kind of stuff. So you can do whatever you want. But the Sentinels in the, in the future, they just can't be stopped. Wow. They just can't be stopped. You, you can just delay them for a couple seconds. So 
like as I was watching X Men die, I was it was bumming me out because uh, <laughs> at one point two Sentinels grab Colossus, one by the arms, one by the legs, and they fucking pull him in half. Damn! They fucking pull on him, and he splits into two Colossus pieces. Oh man! And at that point, I was like, "Fuck, man! Like that that really I did not like to see that." Mm. Like this fucking yanked Colossus in half. That's I'm try, in my fan brain. I'm like, is that one of his weaknesses? <laughs> it was just like <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's fucking, it's fucking metal, and they fucking laffy taffied him. Oh damn! But uh, and there's worse deaths. Sure. But, but that one really, I was like, God damn it! Like, like I know it's in the future and all, and this may or may not actually happen, but it was a little hard to watch heroes die. Hmm. You don't usually see, you know, you know, usually one hero will sacrifice himself or something like that. But just watching heroes getting fucking taken murdered. out, it was a little, yeah, murdered, straight up, murdered, West Coast style. Uh, <laughs> it was a little difficult. Wow, um, that's interesting. But, but there are a lot of mutants on display, and um, some of them are just amazing. Like Blink, mm-hmm. Blink is a teleporter, but she's different because she kind of uses her power. She like throws this little. She throws portals. It's kind of like the portal gun. Mm-hmm. So she she throws one and it opens up, and then she can open up another portal and send you through into another spot. So it's very handy in a fight, and it's very handy in a movie. <laughs> That's a, I mean, it sounds like magic from the comics. So she'll open one portal, you jump through it, then she'll open the end of the portal a hundred feet in the air, and then you come flying through that one to attack someone from behind. Right, right. Well, that's that's like magic, except she would send you to like the hell dimension for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so the, this one she just sends you, you know, this, this would be really good in, like, a gangbang. <laughs> what? All of a sudden you're like, from behind! Oh! <laughs> but, uh, no, so, uh, so visually it was really cool. Iceman does the ice slide. Good. So that was cool. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard other people say this, so I'm just going to go ahead and agree with it. Uh, Quicksilver steals the show. That's what everybody says. Quicksilver, he's not in a, he's not in a lot of it. Uh-huh. And and I know we all complained when we saw the teaser. We're like, what the fuck is he wearing? Yes. It's like, I know it's the 70s, but what the fuck is he wearing? Well, it's just his clothes. It's not like an attempt at a uniform. Mm-hmm. It's just his clothes. He's a teenager. But he fucking steals the show. He is so cool. <laughs> so damn cool. Like, what they do with him, like, his his solo scene is comparable to the Nightcrawler solo scene in X-Men 2. Cool. I really got to say, this movie makes the best use out of everyone's powers. Okay. Back in the day, in X-Men 1 or whatever, Storm's eyes would turn white, and she'd be like, watch this, fake wires, levitating me in the air, (laughs) (laughs) and then lightning or something. Yeah. These really make use of their powers. When you see this, you're like, yeah, man, these fucking mutants, they can do anything they want. Like, Magneto is like, watch this fucking trick. And Mystique really <laughs> shape-shifting ability. It was like, yeah, how can you even fucking stop this chick? Quicksilver, by far the best power um, in this movie. They Whoa. really use advantage of a super speed. And it's not just super speed. We're talking this is like a quasillion super speed. Cool. He's so fast that everything else just slows down. And it's the fucking coolest movie tricks when, when he's on the screen. I can't, I can't tell you enough how cool he is. And, and, and then his character as an actor, like his character is fun too. I, I really enjoyed him. That's cool. Like, like I said, Blink's character, like they really do a great job with the powers. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is, like they just really, they've just come off as really fucking tough. 
Like, no matter who you are, no matter what your power is, if you got a power, you don't, you, you know, you are not to be trifled with. Cool. Well, well, it's about freaking time, man. Like, you know, in the past, sometimes it seems kind of easy. And the best part is Wolverine has no powers. Because he goes back to the past, and it's before he becomes Weapon X, so he just got bone claws. Dude, so they retconned him, too. Well, I mean, no, they, they went back in into the 70s before he became Weapon X. Right, right. So I'm saying, like, yeah, like, so the whole thing was kind of this retcon to reboot the universe. But Wolverine, who is super overpowered, gets retconned, too. So he's not trying to find out about his past or yeah. the adamantium BS. Yeah, it's great. It's just like the comics where they're yeah. like, no more adamantium skeleton and or healing factor. I mean, he's got the healing factor, but... He doesn't even have to use it that much because he, like I said, he's only a twenty-five percent character now. He's not ninety, right? So um, he's, it's not obnoxious. But they throw a lot of mutants in. Uh, you know, some have more screen time than others, but it's cool. Um, a lot of mutants no longer with us. <laughs> some, uh, some temporary, some permanent. Yeah. Um, well, how was how how was Bishop? That's my question. Is like, did they make Bishop cool? Did he get, like, a second of screen time? Bishop was on there. Bishop was cool. Now, we all know in Bishop's powers, he can absorb kind of, like, other people's energy attacks, and then he can use them to shoot out his own. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, he absorbs other people's mutant power, um, but then it uses it to fuel his gun. Just oh. just his gun. Hmm. So, like, as he hits it, you see, like, these tubes feeding to his gun, and all of a sudden you see this, like, red mutant power go zoop, into the tube and into the gun, so then he can fire the gun. Interesting. So, with if there were no mutants around, he'd be like, well, I have a useless gun. Yeah, he always needs power-up, so, like, Sunspot's in it, and you like Sunspot. Oh, yeah. So, you would like him in this, because Sunspot is whooping ass. Cool. So, he's like, Sunspot, hit me up, brother! <laughs> Some of that sun power, and then, like, Storm, he's like, yo, lightning bolt me, bitch. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, everyone did. I mean, Colossus is on, when, even getting pulled in half. He's metal longer than five seconds, like the previous movies. Right. So, um... Well, good. It sounds, it sounds overall good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a pretty good movie. Like I said, they're all over the place. Um, Xavier is a little whiny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's wouldn't be X-Men with that <laughs> whining. <laughs> um but you know overall the plot is not bad it's uh easy to follow along and uh they keep they cut back and forth between like the future and then the 70s and stuff well, what's the um, what what's what was like the one place where they dropped the ball um like was there one thing where you're like you know that sucked or they could have done that better or different yeah i mean mystique's character overall is just kind of stupid okay her her use of power is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of set on this path. Like she's, I gotta do this, and we're like, yo, we have an encyclopedia's worth of knowledge saying why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, this I gotta see this through. This is probably Dang. what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's cool. Oh, the Sentinels in the present day, you know, the purple Sentinels, they're yes. cool looking. Well, that's good. Um, for yeah, a while, I'll, everybody was saying, like, dude, what's with the air conditioner in your chest? Yeah, it's just like a, uh, it helps them fly. Yeah. Whatever, it's the 70s. Yeah. Um, you know, they look cool, and, uh, yeah, overall, it was, uh, yeah, I'd have to say probably the best X-Men movie, and probably one of the best parts about it is, is, um, uh, what's the best, I can't think of what the best title it should be, but basically, they fixed everything. 
<laughs> like, you know those first three movies kind of suck. Fixed it. Yeah, fixed good. It. Fixed it. Everything's been fixed. So that's why you don't even you don't even have to watch the original movies anymore because they've all been fixed. Yeah, X Men, X Men, it's all been fixed. It really has. It's like Days of Future Retcon or something because um, they fixed it. So uh, you know, I can't spoil everything here. No, um, no, it's, it's stuff slips out in here, but they do a good job of fixing. You know, other movies after we watch the X Men movie, you have like a lot of issues. Like, nah, this kind of bother me. This kind of bother me. Mm-hmm. They fixed a lot of those things that bothered you from previous movies. Well, well, you know, people are kind of comparing, like, the amount of money that was sunk into this movie comparable to, like, the Avengers. Like, they're saying, like, hey, this is kind of like the X-Men Avengers, like, kind of inspired from the movie, you know, to make everybody way cooler to make, like, a franchise. Yeah, I had to assume that either it got cheaper to do powers or they had more money in it because it didn't seem like they were saving their powers for like a couple big moments you know they used it a lot which was cool cool appreciated it so yeah out of all the x-men and wolverine movies i've seen this one's this one's probably the best and and i really appreciate that they fixed the shitty ones well good good I, i look forward to seeing it they came up with a good storyline that's able to, you know, retcon all the other dumb mistakes they've made in the past. Well, spe- well speaking of dumb mistakes, there yeah. you're going to have uh, Avengers three, with which is going to be with with Thanos, uh, yeah. up against uh, X Men Apocalypse. Very similar kind of themes. I don't know if they're going to come out like the same year, but one would think like, hey, maybe maybe even the Justice League uh, Dark Side will be out at that point. I think X Men Apocalypse comes out first. Ah, I think that comes out sixteen or seventeen. Mm. And uh, Avengers two comes out fifteen, so they're probably not going to come out for a third one to like eighteen. Right. So and um, you know, I will spoil the end credits teasers. Apocalypse shows up. Okay. And I'm spoiling it because it's not a mid credit teaser. You got to wait till the fucking end of the credits. Wow. And uh, in that one they show you what looks like to be ancient Egypt and there's like thousands of people on their knees worshipping this dude in a robe who is using some kind of powers to build the pyramid single handedly. Oh, okay. He's just like connecting them like he's fucking paying Tetris with his mind. <laughs> and then it kind of like pans around and you see that it's a young apocalypse. He's kind of bluish. Yeah. So, um, but I say that because you gotta wait all through the credits. So, and that's uh, an that's annoying. Hey, that's a lot of special effects people, you know. I know, but um, yeah. So overall, pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Lots of powers. Uh, definitely fixed other ones, which made me uh, retroactively happy too. So, cool. good job. Looking forward to the next one. Well, dude, uh, when I've not been playing Mario Kart, I've been playing Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Mm. Do you know about this game? Nope. It, you need to download it on your Kindle right now. It's fucking awesome. Mm. It came out. It came out in two thousand nine, so it's been around. But uh, in twenty, so last year it finally came onto like Android and iOS and everything. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's um. So uh, imagine if you will. It's kind of like uh, you have like uh, your screen is split in half. You have the enemy armies on the top side of the screen, and your armies on the bottom of the side of the screen. And it's a little bit like, um, not like Bejeweled or something, but you have to like match up like three of your um, little army dudes 
like like so if you match up like three green guys then they're set to attack in like a certain number of rounds mm-hmm. if you match up three of the blue dudes then they're set to attack uh and it's like and you can if you match up three of the corresponding color guys uh horizontally like in a horizontal line then they turn into like a defensive wall mm. and if you match them vertically then they turn into an attacking unit and in addition to like regular units you get like elite units uh so if you set up like a bigger like somebody that'll take up two spaces if you set them up then like in like four or five <laughs> rounds they'll like totally wreck whatever's in front of him and the enemy has elite units too so this is it's this awesome fast-paced kind of like strategy game that's really easy to get into and uh multiplayer is just awesome you know it's like uh there's there's i want to say like uh like 10 different characters but there's like four four or five different types of um uh units overall like there's like the demon faction the undead guys the heroes the elves etc but really just go just go on youtube and look it up uh, just to see what I'm talking about. It's just a ton of fun. And I've been playing it like non-stop on the subway. The uh, the single-player campaign is excellent. You know, you basically go through, uh, I want to say, four or five chapters. Starting out each time, you start out with like zero. And you have to build up uh, your army one faction at a time. So I'm just playing through the undead faction right now. You start out with just skeletons. And you got to like battle, battle your way through this dungeon and the story getting like... All right, I got the zombie faction on the way. Now I can use zombies in my battle now. All right, now I got, like, the bone dragons mm-hmm. uh, so I can use them. Uh, and it's great. And once you once you unlock certain um, certain relics, relics are, like, like uh, in addition to this, the armies, your main character who's commanding all the armies can use magic once he gets his uh, magic powered up. So mm-hmm. every, every hit of damage you take uh increases your magic level until like, it hits a certain point and you can use your spell whatever that is right and each different character has like a different spell like one of them like uh kills everything in the front two enemy lines another one sacrifices all your um all your available units into like a fireball to send at the other enemy mm. it's cool and there's a lot there's a lot to it there's a lot of uh like i said it's strategy but like it's not like it's not like super in depth. It's like a, just a nice, fast paced, uh, fast paced game, and I would right. highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> something I wouldn't highly recommend would be Seth MacFarlane's <laughs> One oh, Million no. Days to Die in the West. I keep saying Seth MacFarlane first, even though it doesn't say that in the title. Yeah. It's just that's basically what it should be called. Mm-hmm. Now, Seth MacFarlane, if you saw the movie Ted a couple years ago. I liked Ted. Right. It was funny. McFarlane voiced the teddy bear, but he's not an actor on the screen. Yeah. It was well done. I enjoyed the movie. And I basically saw this movie just because I enjoyed Ted. And I was like, well, I like Ted, so it's probably going to be like that. Yeah. It's in the West. Uh, It's okay. It is funny. There are things that made me laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, Seth McFarlane was not one of them. Aw. Most of the other actors were good in it. Oh, well, Neeson's is in it. Neeson's in it. Um, uh, Charlize Theron is good in it. Sarah Silverman's hilarious in it. Good. Uh, there's lots of cameos. I mean, pretty much everyone is good in it, except Seth MacFarlane. Right. And he's, I guess, my the biggest criticism, he just talks too damn much. Right. He just, uh, I mean... 
like there's so much more you could do visually to set up something or explain something without yeah. having to fucking yep, 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 yep. Like the title's called A Million Ways to Die in the West. The trailer, which is only two minutes, shows people dying all these different ways. Yet when you watch the movie, Seth MacFarlane takes the first 15 minutes to basically just keep talking about how people keep dying and how much it <laughs> sucks to live in the West. Well, you don't need to fucking sit at a table in a saloon and just keep talking about how much it sucks. You could have a one-minute musical intro that just shows fucking people dying funny ways, mm -hmm. you know, and our, our shitty things about the West, and then boom, we got it because we already know the title, what it's called. Now we've seen <laughs> a little intro. We don't need Seth MacFarlane just fucking sitting around, talk, 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 complain, 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 complain. So it, the movie is funny. I mean, last year, Hangover 3 made me laugh one time. This mm. movie did make me laugh a bunch of times. I can't give it a great rating because, like I said, Seth MacFarlane just talks too much, and he's just not funny. Everyone else is funny. He's supposed to be funny, but he's not funny. Um, every time I see him, he just uh, just this just wasn't kinda, a thing. Just kind of looks like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he did write all these douchey characters. But if you currently love Family Guy, if you currently watch Family Guy, go see this movie. Okay. Because then it won't bother you. See, and like I, I said, the other people in it are funny. Like, there's some good dick and fart jokes for sure. Yeah. Good sex jokes. Um, so I, I did laugh throughout. It is funny. I don't know if I'd go see it, if I'd recommend it for a, a theater screening. But, uh, you know, for a dollar at Redbox, you know, in six months when it comes out on DVD, yeah, for sure. So it ain't bad. Mm -hmm. It just... If Seth MacFarlane had just only written and directed and not written, directed, and starred in, like he really shouldn't have put himself in it. Mm. If he had put someone, because uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in it, he's good. Mm -hmm. um, it really should have, he should have stepped over his ego and cast someone else in his role. And then it would have been even better. Well that's, well, that's the thing that everybody says openly about him is that, like, is that like he will actively replace people on family guy even after they've recorded their lines he'll step in and be like uh i'm just gonna redo it because i know how to do it better yeah i mean yeah it was it's an okay movie it definitely made me laugh you know mm -hmm. and some, some people will see it and be like ah oh, how did you not fucking think that was the best couple yeah. funniest movie ever you know because like i said if you love family guy right now go see this movie it just he talks too much but the other characters in it are funny. There's still plenty to laugh at. Well, that's, that seems to be the uh, the curse of the American comedy, the American Hollywood uh, comedy, is that, like, everything, every joke is just people talking around in scenes. Like, scenes of people sitting around and talking, that's where all the humor comes from. There's, like, there's like very little visual gags. Yeah, he could have done so much more with so much less. Ah. Faster. And it would have... Because definitely it lasted longer than I thought it would too, and that was part of it. You know, like he just there there ain't a goddamn scene he won't talk his way out of, <laughs> you know. And it's like come on, dude. And, and and let's face it, Seth MacFarlane is not a good actor, you know. He's never had to be. Mm. He's writing. He's behind the scenes. He's voice acting. But you know now he's on the screen sharing it with actual uh, good actors and actresses. And, you know, you just can't do it. No, that's too bad. I mean, this so, was, it seemed like this would be, like, his vehicle because we've been seeing his face a lot more. He's been, like, a lot, on a lot of talk shows in the last couple of years. You know, he's on Shark Tank once uh, for, like, this dog poop product. Is his uh, face weird to you? Because the dude's, like, early 40s, and 
Does his face look like super like not early forties, like Botox or something? Yeah, or? yeah. It looks it's just it's distracting. It looks like way too wrinkle free smooth. It's it's yeah, exactly. He's like um it's like he's wearing somebody else's face, like a mask. So he he's either blessed or just the the work he's had done just sticks out a little bit too much. I can't tell which, it, but it is kinda it is kinda strange. You'd expect somebody with like, you know I mean, you know, not to stereotype, but you'd think somebody with like his sense of humor, you know, like voice acting, cartoons, not to look like, you know, a six foot tall Boy Scout, like handsome man. Well, yeah, when someone says boyish good looks, they don't actually mean he looks like he's still a boy. <laughs> but his face has this weird quality to it. So I ain't judging him in the movie based on his looks. I'll save that for the women. <laughs> hey. But uh, but no, it's just that was just something that kind of set me off. I just think it would have been better if he had not cast himself. I think he should have cast someone else. Then would have been great. That's um, always but, that's always the way, dude. It's like you have to be somebody special, and usually you're not if you're going to like write, direct, and star in something. It's like somebody because your first AD always winds up directing, and are they a good director? I don't know. Well, yeah, way too much talking, but still plenty of jokes. I definitely ha ha uh, a bunch of times. It's just when he was on. <laughs> it's just whenever there was a scene, it was just. Whenever there was a scene with just him and one other person, it was a tough scene. Uh, that's too bad. You know? Um, but, so, not bad. Still made me laugh at least 15 more times than Hangover 3 did. <laughs> there you go. So, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it that. You know? I'll give it a fair grade. Um, but it's definitely not the comedy of the summer. I haven't seen Neighbors, but I'm really looking forward to 22 Jump Street. I'm going to assume that's going to be the comedy of the summer. Is it called 20? You know, I've seen posters and it just says 22. It's 22 Jump Street. Okay. All right. I was just wondering if there was just like they just skipped that. Like like X-Men 2 was just called X2. Oh, no. no it's called 22 <laughs> Jump Street. Now, I did hear on the way in here that Maleficent did win the weekend. Really? Over. Uh, well, dude, it's like, Disney. It, in the West and... It's Disney. You know, you can't beat Disney. And our parents liked it, but I don't know if that counts as a good review. I mean, you know, yeah, our mom's review. Wait, let me bring it up on the phone. I think it was just like, we saw Maleficent and we liked it. End of yeah. review. That wasn't really enough for me to go on. So, yeah, two oh. sentences, six words. We saw Maleficent, we liked it. Because everything I've <laughs> seen from it, like, when she's creepy, it looks cool. And when they talk about her backstory of being a good guy that was wronged, I'm like, boring. Yeah. Don't need to see that. Well, dude, uh, you know, there's some uh, awesome indie movies that are going to be coming out that are playing the festival scene right now. Don't you, care. What? No, no, nope. no. No. Nope. Summer, summer movies are just for gigantic killing comedies, smashy smash, can popcorn. I, can, can I at least tell you one movie that I know you will probably love to death? You have 20 seconds, and if the, if the word titties is not in the title, <laughs> then forget it. It's called Wolf Cop. Have, oh, have you, you seen the trailer? Uh, I saw part of it. It's it's about a cop who transforms into a wolf cop to be uh, transforms into a werewolf to become wolf cop. All right, Chad. For once, for once, you may have. Ah, that is so, that does sound interesting. It look it looks like a B movie grade action movie, but you know, with with somebody who went to film school actually like put in some time. Like it doesn't look like it looks like. It could have been a trauma movie, but somebody with actual talent turned it into what trauma could be, which is like, like a great-looking action comedy. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
The end. Go see Wolf Cop. I think it's playing at. It's not playing nowhere. At, it's not playing nowhere. at Cannes. It's it's out there in the festival circuit somewhere. Well, I won't. That's not where I stop. I mean, so. there's there's a lot of indie movies that people are like, go see, go see this movie called When Animals Dream about this girl. Is it's like, uh, let the right one in for werewolves and the voices and coherence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll I'll check. We've got we have a, a college in our town. Yeah, and they have an independent little movie little tiny fucking place and mm-hmm. they show like fucking french movies and stuff french movies oh. yeah french movies oh, occasionally goodness. lesbian stuff which is cool but um so maybe they'll have it i mean they might be cool enough to do it but yeah uh there was another movie called life after beth which uh, I, which it sounds cool but i don't know it, it it's it's like one of those ro- if you needed a romantic comedy to go see this would be it like, like it, it would be okay for you to get away with seeing this movie because it's basically about this guy who gets dumped by his girlfriend, um, uh, but then she unexpectedly dies and comes back as a zombie. No and, thanks. And so the rest of the movie is, let's see what it, uh, it says. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He sees it as his second chance and decides to do and say everything he wishes he had while she was still alive. It's terrible. Comedy it's fucking, ensues. Sounds fucking terrible. You know what? They had a movie like this called Warm Bodies. It came out last year. It's on HBO now. Mm-hmm. I watched like half an hour of it. It's fucking terrible. I mean, there was that movie, I think it was called Rover. Zombies are not supposed to be feel like the, like fucking warm bodies. He's a zombie, but he can still think. Yeah. And he falls in love with the girl, so he's like trying to like protect her. Yeah. And he can kind of talk a little bit, like real slowly and stuff. Yeah. It's fucking it's fucking terrible. Yeah, but this this sounds more of like a comedy and not like. Well, this is supposed to be funny. Oh but, really? Yeah. <laughs> but um, because you know they start to fall for each other or something. I, I couldn't get through the whole thing, but there was there was zombie romance in that old kick-ass action horror um wild zero it was just out of nowhere so like like it followed so many different stories and one of them was these guys that are trying to stay alive from all this like crazy zombie stuff happening uh and then they accidentally get bitten and then as they're turning into zombies they could still sort of remember and then they're like they turn into zombies and they're making out as zombies and it's kind of mm-hmm. like dead alive where they're like ripping off each other's faces while kissing while like screaming each other's names is not i mean it was all silly uh, that was like 1999. Oh, there's one X-Men Easter egg that just happened. Um, I don't know how accurate it is, but supposedly, like Wolverine gets shot up at one point, and he has a bunch of bullet holes in his chest. Yeah. And like, the, it's either the number or the pattern of where the bullet holes are is supposed to be in, uh, a direct reference to Fist of the North Star. What? Yeah. Are you serious? They so stuck they're that saying, in there? Like a little Big Dipper thing. Oh my God! Really? Uh, I don't know if it's a stretch to say that. Maybe just someone got creative, but that's what I read on like Screen Rant. That's cool. It's like a Fist of the North Star reference. So Fist of the North Star. I'm looking that up right now. Google Images. Yeah. So it's not he, where he gets shot is not quite the pattern of Fist of the North Star, but I don't know. That's someone saying that that's a a reference to it. So if that is pretty fucking cool, but oh my god, it's sort of there, but not really. That's too bad. It might be the exact number. Yes, and and like if you could really, I mean, you gotta. It's not quite there. It's not quite the Big Dipper, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a screen cap right now. So, but good for them if that's what they meant by it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I got. Um, trying to think of the next movie. You know, I I keep watching that previews for the Tom Cruise 
new sci-fi movie yes edge of tomorrow edge of, right right the, and it was what did we say it was supposed to be um all you need is die or something yeah. <laughs> so every time i see the the preview you know like in the preview he keeps dying and every time he dies he comes back a little bit smarter and stronger right i feel like every time i see the preview i want to see it just a little bit more hmm. but not for tom cruise he sucks right that his co-star Emily Blunt. Every time I see her in this preview, I keep thinking she's cooler and cooler, mm -hmm. and I want to see her in it. Like I just saw while watching X Men, they were this, the preview was again, and she just seems like tougher and more badass. And like she she just fucking kills Tom Cruise a bunch of times. She just resets. She's like, oh, your leg's broken. Pulls out a gun, shoots him in the face. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and so the more I see of Emily Blunt, the more I'm like, ah oh, man, I, I might almost want to see this movie now. You know it. It did the same for me in um, the last movie, Oblivion. And Oblivion was okay. Oblivion was, was all right, but his yeah. co-star was a great actor. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, these, uh, like, Tom Cruise and somebody that might be the next big thing. Like, that's, that seems to be the formula. And I read in this interview that she actually had some, like, big-time late-night arguments with him and the director in his hotel room about her character. Good. So I don't know if like she was trying to be too tough or something, but she had some fucking knockdown fights with the two of them over what her character should be doing. All right. Um, and she stuck up for herself, and uh, I don't know. Like, I see her in this in this movie, and like I don't I don't really care about Tom Cruise, but the future sci-fi stuff looks cool. She looks cool. Mm. You know, I didn't see the Tom Cruise trademark laugh in the preview. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Well, that's well, that's cool. I mean, I mean, maybe she's like the real standout character, or should be the real standout character. I mean, it seems like no matter who Tom Cruise is starring as in every movie, he's always the chosen one, you know. Yeah. But those those types of stories are kind of like dying out, man. Yeah. So, and I know she's tough because she had to do a lot of stunts, and they said they like fucked up and they had to push the cartilage back on her nose and oh dang, popped out a couple ribs and stuff. So I was like, ah, cool. maybe it was the article that helped me. Uh, push towards maybe it was a good article or something but anyways i don't know it's june now so you know there's a whole i got through all those may movies so now i gotta start getting ready for the june ones well cool so looking forward to it yeah, yeah. all right so where can you see us so oh my god ragequickcast.com is no longer with us brother sadness yeah but that's all right because andrew aka fevron he's moved on to greater places he's writing for fanatic now if you're a League of Legends person, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So, Fnatic the team, he's a writer, and so please go check them out. I'm going to be rooting for Fnatic from now on. I mean, IG was always kind of my team, but, you know, Fnatic, they always have good players, so I'm going to check them out more. Um, you can check us out every week on RetroWareTV.com, ElderGeek.com, our headquarters at JumpmanPodcast.com. Please hit us up on Facebook. Um my, <laughs> I'm gonna publicly release. All right, my Nintendo Network ID is uh, Napeta N A P P E T A. Hit me up. I will accept any random friend requests. I want to play more people online in Mario Kart. Just saying. and you and you can catch my new book, Shark Knight's Dead End, the second book in the amazing superhero saga. <laughs> now on Amazon, both in paperback and ebook, only a dollar ninety nine as an ebook, and uh, with fantastic illustrations by Dexter Morrill. The price of a dollar ninety nine is worth it just to check out his artwork, brother. Hell yeah! And uh, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. All right, all right, dudes. Well. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much to the Maniacs. On Facebook, you know who you are. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Jumpman engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall.